Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Number retirement? I don't know. I don't know. Not too many 63s. So it's, it's, I feel like you could, you could do that one pretty safely without having to worry about somebody being like, damn, I wanted to be 63. But... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brews and Bruins podcast, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins diehards and PWHL Boston diehards um, and, and DraftKings promo code THPN. Do it. Yeah, they're uh, the ones that actually deals. pay us. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mentioning them earlier. I don't know. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, we're going to cover some good stuff. Oh, I'm Drew. We got Cam. No Chris. Ooh. No one else to replace Chris. So. Here we are. Um, tonight, Brad Marchand will play his one. That wait, do you have a drink? We're, we're both on non. I'm non drinking. Alcohol. Yeah, I'm drinking some uh, Market Basket Black Cherry Seltzer. Um, I think I've talked up Market Basket enough for uh, yeah. for no free ads. Uh, hashtag no free ads. The podcast, but um, their seltzer is really good for for name brand seltzer. So, all right, would that be would that be name store brand seltzer? Good stuff. Yeah, I got some Portland tap water that's gone through Brita. So nice. Um, anything, anyway, as I was saying, you know, Brad Marchand, one thousandth game tonight. Uh, we're about two hours away from puck drop. One hour. Um, yeah. I, it, really, any thoughts on his career, like thus far, and you know, he's he's evolved so much as a player from you know pest yeah. to. I mean, he's still kind of a pest, but like. Yeah, but like really one of, I think, the wildest career arcs that we've seen in the National Hockey League in in my lifetime, for sure. Um, I think when he first broke onto the team, 2011, right? I don't think he played at all in 2010. I think, um, I don't know, maybe he did technically. He was a rookie in 2011, I'm I'm pretty sure, right? Um, I'm looking right now. Appeared to be your kind of typical, you know, third, maybe fourth line pest. you know, I think you could see pretty early on that he had some speed. He had a, a pretty good hockey sense, uh, especially in the offensive zone. Um, but I think if you had told any of us at that point or, or any Bruins or hockey fan that that he was going to be the team captain uh, replacing Patrice Bergeron in one of their leading scores 13 years later, <laughs> I think uh, mm-hmm. everybody would have probably called you out on that, and, and rightfully so. Um very rarely do you see a player who has that kind of transformational um, career, really, from from a skill standpoint. Now, again, I don't want to make it sound like he didn't have any skill coming into the league. Like, I think the Bruins um, did well in identifying him as somebody who can come in and, and play that past role, but who has a, a higher upside. But I think if any Bruins, you know, exec or scout told you that he had the upside or that they foresaw him having this much of an upside at, at that point, they'd be fucking lying to your face. 
Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the asterisk for, for Marshan has been disciplined over the course of his career. Um, rightfully so. He's done some stupid things over the course of his career. But at the end of the day, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, I think he's one of the, the keystones to the Bruins' success over the last um, decade and a half, really, at this point. And um, number retirement? I don't know. I don't know. Not too many 63s. So it's, it's, I feel like you could, you could do that one pretty safely without having to worry about somebody being like, damn, I wanted to be 63. But um, yeah, I mean, I think zooming in on this season, I think he's done an incredible role of, of, of replacing as much as you can Patrice Bergeron from a leadership perspective. Um, and from a wider career standpoint, I'm sure Marshy would be the first one to tell you that the only reason he is the player he is today is because he was stapled to Bergeron's hip for, um, well, a decade really, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, a guy who has made it to where he is today through a lot of hard work, um, a dedication to his craft, uh, and, and, and one of the players that you can like, you know, again, I, I know people have had their issues with him on the ice and stuff, but you can safely say is, is actually a really good person off the ice. It seems like from, from everything that the average fan can see, um, Seems like he's got a great personality and, and has his head on his shoulders. And um, yeah, somebody who I think a lot of Bruins fans are proud of. He's, he's the the you know quintessential, like, if he's on your team, you love him. If he's on another team, you probably hate him kind of thing. Um, but I think a lot of level-headed hockey fans across the league would, would hold him in a, a pretty high regard and respect him, um, which is kind of interesting to say considering – the the suspension history and stuff he's had again i think he's cleaned it up for the most part over the last few seasons and especially this year obviously with with wearing the c and everything um a guy who definitely wears his heart on his sleeve always has um but i think who is is garnering a lot of respect across the league and and you know from a fan perspective from a player perspective um i think there's a lot of teams out there who would like to have brad marchand in their ranks for sure and a lot of players as well so um just an incredible career. <clears throat> Again, so unusual the the arc of it as as somebody who just appeared to be kind of that lower line pest guy and has really established himself as one of the consistently best, most talented players on the ice, and maybe the best shorthanded goal scorer of all time. I mean, this guy has an un unbelievable knack for for netting <laughs> shorthanded goals um, and a really solid two way player. Again, uh, the credit Bergeron for a lot of that. Um, I'm sure he would, but um, yeah, special career for sure. And I think he's got a few more years in him. We'll see. He's still producing like he does. Um, doesn't seem like he wants to slow down anytime soon. You know, who knows what's going on personally and things like that. But, um, you know, I hope he can continue to lead this team for the next few seasons because his play definitely deserves it. And, um, you know, I think his role within the locker room is, is definitely pretty obvious. So, yeah, well deserved. Yeah. Uh, just to, to set the record straight, uh, he he was a rookie in the 2010-11 season. He finished mm-hmm. 12th for the Calder, uh, but he did appear in 20 games in the 09-10 season, uh, where he registered one point, <laughs> one point yeah, in 20 yeah. games. Um, and now what he stands at uh, 910 points in 999 games. If he scores a hat trick tonight, then he, he'll hit 400 goals. Um, just yeah. pretty, pretty incredible stuff. Yeah. And just like definitely um, 
like a cornerstone of the Bruins over the past that I don't even know how long I had over a decade, decade and a half now, I guess, uh, 2009 being the start. And, yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the, the players who have skated a thousand games in Bruins history. And I think the, the list itself kind of is indicative of, of how much he means to this franchise. Obviously Ray Bork at number one, 1518 games. Awesome. Johnny Busick at above fourteen hundred, Bergeron a little under thirteen, uh, Don Sweeney ten fifty two, Krejci ten thirty two, Wayne Cashman ten twenty seven, Big Z one thousand twenty three, and now Martian at a thousand. Um, is gonna finish his career, you know, with more games played in a, in a Bruins sweater than than Zeno Chara, than David Krejci, probably than. Well, we'll see about Bergeron. Depends how many more seasons he plays and stuff. But, um, yeah, just an incredible, incredible journey. Um, I think somebody should make a documentary about his career when it's over because it is a very unique story. And um, a guy who really came on it, right off the bat, too. Again, like I, I think it's obvious that the Bruins, to some extent, wanted him for that kind of pesky role. But... Like he was electric in that first playoff when he scored yeah. a goal in game seven of the cup final. Um, he had 20, let's see, 19 points in 25 postseason games as a rookie. Like that's, that's a guy who uh, clearly has some upside. And um, mm-hmm. did he have two goals in game seven? I think he had scored twice in game seven, didn't he, against Vancouver? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. Here we go, looking it up. But um, yeah, I think a guy who is going to naturally kind of be perpetually underrated by a lot of the league from a skill standpoint, just because he has the reputation of wrongly not being a skill first player, um, but probably deserves on a regular basis more credit than he's than he's gotten. And and again, we've talked about how much. Bergeron and Krejci anchored the Bruins for 10 years down the center. Brad Marchand belongs in that conversation. Absolutely. He was, he was mm-hmm. the guy who was, was producing at a, at a pretty similar rate for the better part of 10 years. Um, and a guy who I think just has a very unique style of play. Like when Marchand's on the ice, you can silhouette him out and you can tell it's him, like not just because he's short, but <laughs> mm-hmm. uh like you know, he with the way he he chases pucks, the way he fights, the way puck battles for a guy that small, he wins way more puck battles than he should, kind of thing. One-on-ones, much bigger guys. Um just a such a fun player to watch from when he's on your team again, especially I get it, maybe not so much the other side. Um you know, somebody who I think at this point especially is really appreciated in Boston, but probably could have been appreciated a little bit more by by the league as a whole over the course of, of a thousand games here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, I guess moving into another topic, uh, the Morgan Riley suspension. Nah. Has he, he's already been suspended? I think the hearing was a little while ago, so I think it was this it afternoon. It could be up I'm to five sure games. i actually been announced. Um. Yeah, that was that was something, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you know the response from from Toronto fans and media has been a bit predictable. Um, I I find it honestly a little bit embarrassing for their organization that 
their head coach came out today and kind of bought into the conspiracy that there's a different set of rules for the Toronto Maple Leafs and, and such. And now oh, you know, we get suspended more than other teams. Like, I'm sorry, the national hockey league is not out to get its most valuable franchise in its most hockey crazed market that by the way, hasn't fucking won anything in any, you know, any time recently. Like, it's not like this is a team where it's like a friend, you know, a, a dynasty. We need to slow them down. Like, if anything, the NHL would benefit a lot from the Toronto Maple Leafs doing well. Like they're not, there's no grand conspiracy against the Leafs here. Um, yeah. So to, to come out and, and, and kind of peddle that conspiracy, I thought was hilarious. Um, yeah. And honestly, just pretty sad and, and a, a sign of, of kind of desperation for Toronto. Um, look, you can think what you want about the the slap shot in the empty net i personally thought it was fucking hilarious um <laughs> especially for like you know a guy who's breaking the league trying to make a name for himself as a pest kind of thing um two teams that yeah are supposed to hate each other battle of ontario right like you get the chance to like stick it in on somebody like that mm-hmm. go for it it's who's it hurting you know what i mean he's not cross he's not attacking somebody he's not going after somebody it's not dangerous it's not a dangerous mm-hmm. play he took a clapper into an empty net was it against the unwritten rules of hockey? Sure. Was it fucking awesome? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I absolutely think Morgan Riley has every right to respond to that. I don't think cross-checking a guy in the chin or whatever the fuck it was is, is the way to go about it. Um, I feel like, you know, give him a hard slash to the shins and maybe, you know, face wash him into the glass and, you know, tell him to keep his head up for next game or something like that would be maybe a little bit more acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely, I think, went over the line there and, and deserves to be suspended. I, I don't think there's any play in hockey that calls for a, a cross-check straight to the face. That's that's very dangerous. Um, yeah, the we'll see what happens, honestly. I think um, the fact that people, you know, that we have to um, – that Ryan Reeves is back on Twitter this week talking about how much of a difference he'd make. Again, I think there's been plenty of commentary on Twitter about it, but – I can't remember the last time I actually saw Ryan Reeves do something relevant on the ice. I think the only thing I've seen him in the last two years is like post-game press conferences where he talks about how tough he is. Like, good for you, Ryan Reeves. It's nobody, <laughs> nobody cares. Um, tough week for the Leafs, all in all. They're really, this just none of this has shaken out. I think the way that that they would hope it, it would, um, and the fact that even a couple days later, uh, with maybe a chance to breathe on it and reflect a little bit more that. Our uh, our third partner in crime here, Chris, is still catching tweets back from from angry Leafs fans to his uh, comment about how if it was Brad Marchand, they'd have a different reaction. The fact that he's still getting flamed here by by Toronto <laughs> fans, I think, is um, pretty pretty symbolic of the wider situation. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot of we'll say generalizations about. Leafs fans that maybe the rest of, of of hockey fans might think about them, and this week certainly hasn't gone uh, gone so far to to prove those wrong. I would say for Toronto fans, I think at some point you got to learn to stop digging the hole. But it's yeah, been entertaining. I, <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, he cross-checked him in the face, uncalled for suspension. Um, I think if he had his hands, I don't know, like a foot lower or six inches lower, and you know, gives him a hit in the shoulder. I think that's fair game. You know, you give the guy a shove, you say fuck you or whatever. Probably something a little worse than that, but we'll we'll, we'll save that for mic'd up editions of the NHL. 
Yeah. Um, and again, like I, I totally agree. Like there absolutely should be a response. I think the mm-hmm. slap shot was awesome. Do it again. I would love to see more. I want to see, I think Chris brought it up. I'd love to see somebody Michigan in empty net. That'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, I think the, the response, a response was warranted. I just don't think you can go out and, and do that. That's just like, you know, yeah, you got to tone it in, but totally. What are you going to do? Um, yeah. DraftKings? DraftKings. Do you have it up? I can in a sec. After DraftKings, we're going to talk a little bean pot. Yeah, I'm thinking a little bit of bean pot before we wrap up. Bean pot. All right. Because I have to get back to work. Oh, yeah, baby. DraftKings ain't paying us that much. Mm-mm. Well, the one thing that DraftKings is doing is, I guess, still paying us some. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice this week. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code THPN. New customers can bet you 5 bucks on any NHL game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-879. That's not right. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Drew's struggling over there. I swallowed some water wrong. Yeah, see if we had if we had a couple of brewskis, you wouldn't have to worry about that. But it's the um, uh, NHL shield always gets me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bean pot though, another awesome tournament. Great, yeah, great final game. Um, a bunch of OT games. Yeah, like which you love to see. Garden was packed. Um, I feel like you know, obviously, as a as a Boston area hockey fan, it's something you always look forward to, and and as a general hockey fan college hockey fan it's it's always exciting um shouts to northeastern you know not getting the respect from the in the national rankings this year but getting it done in the bean pot again i think that's what they're five five of the last six yeah five of the last six is crazy i think they've been in the final for however many years in a row now um it did sting me a little bit that my guy with the best name in college hockey gunner wolf fontaine former rpi commit uh Scored uh, the OT winner in in both the semifinal and the final game. Um, that being said, any any way to get more exposure for college hockey and a guy named Gunnar Wolf Fontaine tucking to in overtime in the bean <laughs> pot, I mean that's that's going to end up across the internet. So mm-hmm. um, that was awesome. But yeah, I just I love college hockey, so it's it's always awesome to see. Um, obviously, you know these mid-season tournaments i feel like there used to be a lot more of them in college hockey a lot of holiday season tournaments and stuff a lot of those have kind of gone away um you know as as the league's sort of expanded more but this is this has been the one that's that's always been a staple and what do they say like 
60 something years now or something or 70 mm-hmm. years i forget exactly what it was so that was the 71st yeah. yeah 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 that's that's so cool i mean obviously sponsored so much, by duncan yeah <laughs> so much uh so much tradition there and um i'm sure that's a huge selling point for for players too who are interested in, in coming in to any of those schools is the opportunity to play in that tournament and um yeah just a it feels like it never disappoints. Like you never get in any duds in the bean pod, like uh, you know, bad games. I feel like it's always gonna be good stuff. And uh yeah, certainly no exception this year. So shouts to the Huskies for uh for getting it done. We'll see if uh you know BU bounces back. I know they have obviously national title. Um, you know, I, I their sights set on the national title for this year, so mm-hmm. um ultimately that's gonna be the big one, the last laugh, but yeah, awesome to see Northeastern get it done and grasp uh, them. Yeah, I think what was interesting too in the championship game, like Northeastern after the first pe- no, and by the time Northeastern scored two goals, they only had six shots on net. And it was like <laughs> in the second period, like BU was just humming, humming all over them, and then you know I, I forget the BU goaltender's name, but you know goes up two goals on six shots and. Those two goals both went through him. One went off like the inside of his pad and then went to another uh, like uh, forward for Northeastern to just basically, you know, put it in an empty net from there. And then there was another one that went through him. Yeah, I think he just had a, a pretty rough night. Um, I mean, in the third period, Northeastern kind of came back and it was a pretty even game. But those first two periods, they were like, I, I don't know what the possession stats were. I just... Based on shots, I think BU had like double, almost triple what they had through two periods. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nuts. Um, and, you know, a great way to finish it. No T. Uh, I love how the, the, for the Beanpot TD Garden has like the banner ready right away. So they just mm-hmm. like raise it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. I wonder what they do with all of them. I don't think they're all up there. I mean, that'd be a lot of banners. No, no, they just changed the bottom. What it says, like they have the banner that says Beanpot Champions, and it has all four teams' logos, and then it has like on the bottom 2024 champs Northeastern, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, pretty impressive stuff. And the thing I love about it most is like, you know, it's really how are you playing those two games? You know, that and it's uh, anyone can win no matter where they're ranked. So. Uh, in Northeastern, <clears throat> great example of that. I think they're like 500. I think they were like 12 and 12 or 13 and 12 and during the game. Um, I think they were a little above. To be they were ranked. Like 19 but... and 7. Northeastern's not ranked. I thought they were ranked like maybe not. On the broadcast, they didn't have them ranked, and I looked this morning, and they weren't ranked on uh, USCHO. Okay, interesting. Um, maybe they were. Maybe they were just receiving votes. Maybe they were unofficial ranked, but um, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Pretty cool stuff. The way it shakes up, you yeah. don't know what's what's going to happen. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you talk about like, I mean, hell, the NHL playoffs, right? All you got to do is get in to have a chance, and these teams are obviously in it every. All you got to do is win two games. You know, it's six period of hockey, or, or I guess eight periods of hockey in this case. But um, I will say, I I I get not doing it for a mid mid-season tournament but i would i do wish that overtime was like a full-on like five on five mm. 20 minute periods go till somebody wins kind of thing yeah um that being said it was still it was still entertaining and yeah great game so yeah you love to see Absolutely. it here's the here's the more 
More college it's hockey. More beans. Love yeah. beans. It more more college hockey and more pots via beans. Or beans via pots, I guess. But yeah. Awesome. Well, if that's it, I think that's all she wrote. This whole podcast was written by somebody. It's a script. Yeah, I, all she wrote. Now. Yep. So now we have to end it. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for all you do. You know, listening and downloading. Hey, want to download it? Want to go to DraftKings? Use code THPN. Want to go to our website, bruisingbruins.com. Follow us on X at Bruising Bruins. You can follow us on Instagram at Bruising Bruins. Threads. We're on threads. Uh, I don't know. Just We're on filler. Gmail. <laughs> Bruisingbruins at gmail.com. <laughs> you can text Cam at...